Welcome to part two of my MLB assessments. This week, we're diving into the American League. Who do I think is going to turn up the heat? And who do I think has World Series potential? Let's find out. What's going on, listeners? It is now Thursday, July 20th. Welcome back to another episode here on the Sean's Take Podcast. And this week, we are finishing up with part two of my MLB assessment. So, of course, last week, I covered all 15 National League teams, and I gave my take on what these teams are looking like heading in to the second half of the MLB season. And this week, we're now covering the American League. So we're going team reviews for all 15 teams. I'm ranking them into my four categories of non-contenders, wildcard contenders, playoff contenders, and World Series contenders. And this episode will mark the end of all 30 teams in the MLB. So as we now dive into the American League, we're once again going to start with the non-contenders. Going to get the fluff out of the way right away. And I've got three teams in my non-contenders section. And that would be the Oakland Athletics, the Kansas City Royals, and the Chicago White Sox. Now, I almost have two different groupings for these. One being the Oakland Athletics and the Kansas City Royals. And those would be, they're clearly rebuilding. They're clearly not competitive. They weren't supposed to be competitive this year. And While both of those teams have some major wins over some big-time clubs and some playoff contenders, they're not going anywhere, and they're not supposed to go anywhere. And to be honest, when we get to the trade deadline, they're really not even going to be sellers because they don't have many pieces to sell on their rosters. So those two teams are out of the way. The Chicago White Sox, they're non-contenders, but they're in a little bit of a different category for me because heading into the season, we thought that there was a decent chance the White Sox could be something this year, not a playoff or World Series contender, but that they could gun for the wild card spot at least and stay in contention throughout most of the second half of the season. But the tables have turned. The White Sox, year in, year out, have talent on their roster, but it never seems to come into fruition. It never seems to amount to much. And the White Sox have already stated that they will indeed be sellers at the trade deadline. So instead of looking at the White Sox as a team that could potentially reach their potential, and play at a high level in order to ascend into a potential wildcard contention team. We're looking at them as sellers at the trade deadline, and for that reason, they're in the non-contenders section. So right off the bat, we're eliminating the Oakland Athletics, Kansas City Royals, and Chicago White Sox from any sort of playoff contention. And now we're moving on to the wildcard contenders. And I'm going to start this portion off with a clean sweep of the AL Central. We already put the Royals and the White Sox to bed in the non-contenders category, and now it's time to finish up the division in the wildcard contenders section. So the Tigers, the Guardians, and the Twins all find themselves here, and here is why I have all three of these teams in wildcard contenders and not playoff contenders. We'll start with the Detroit Tigers. The Tigers are by no means a team I expected to actually see in the playoffs or even expected to have in my wildcard contender section when the season began. But every time you want to count 
the Detroit Tigers out. They find a way to beat good teams and show that they can't be completely counted out of having a shot at winning this week AL Central Division. We had the the Tigers no-hit the Toronto Blue Jays before the All-Star break. Already post-All-Star break, they beat the Seattle Mariners. And there's a decent chance that this team is going to stay relevant for the rest of the year. They have some young pitchers I really like on this roster. They have some promising bats, and this team goes streaky. But when they hit well, they can win some games. And for that reason, I have to leave them in the wildcard contender section because, again, the AL Central is the weakest division in the AL. There's a chance that they're in contention for this division come the end of the season. However, they're my least favorite team out of the Tigers, Guardians, and Twins. So now moving on to the Cleveland Guardians. While the Tigers have a shot at winning the division, this is most likely going to be the Guardians or Twins taking this division home and making the playoffs. I don't think there will be a wild card team from this division because it is so much weaker than the other divisions. So whoever wins this is going to probably play on wild card weekend because their record won't be good enough to get out of wild card weekend. But we're ranking them all as wild card contenders for the purpose of my ranking system. So the Cleveland Guardians, they're not bad, but they're not good. They don't have a great lineup or pitching, but they'll find a way to hover right around 500 win percentage for the remainder of the regular season. If they do that and get into the postseason, they're going to be an early exit. That's why I can't have them as a playoff contender. The Guardians, they may win this division. Let's say the Twins can't finish things out, the Tigers can't finish things out, and the Guardians win, represent the AL Central in the playoffs. They're a first-round exit very easily to me. So, Not much to like about Cleveland, but also not a ton to hate about them because they're not truly bad at anything. They're just not good at anything either. The Minnesota Twins, the last team of the AL Central, they're just a step above the Guardians for me. They have very good starting pitching. That's their calling card for this team. They really do have good pitching, but their bats just do not produce. And because of that, if they get into the playoffs, they're also going to be an early exit. This lineup isn't fixable at the trade deadline either. So just because I like their starting rotation, I like some of their bullpen pieces, doesn't mean, hey, you can trade for one of the top bats on the market at the trade deadline, and all of a sudden you're a real playoff contender. They have more to fix than just one bat in this lineup. And for that reason, they're going to be stuck at wild card contention for me because I think a wild card first round exit is their ceiling this year in Minnesota. My next team in this category is going to be the New York Yankees. The main thing the Yankees need is a healthy Aaron Judge, and we don't know when that's going to come for us. But while that's the main thing this team needs, they also need a lot more than Aaron Judge, because if Aaron Judge comes into this lineup and starts hitting bombs and is hitting 350, it doesn't matter if the rest of the lineup isn't producing. He can hit a solo shot every time he's at bat, and that's only four runs a game. If you're going to need five, guess what? Aaron Judge can't do it all for you. In baseball, if Aaron Judge strikes out or doesn't get on base, you need eight other guys who have a shot at producing. And right now, the the Yankees lineup just does not produce consistently when Judge isn't there. But my point is, even if Judge comes back, some guys are going to need to step up. I don't have an issue with this team in their starting rotation, headlined by Garrett Cole, Nestor Cortez, Carlos Rodon, who just came back from the aisle, and I think is going to get better and better as the year goes on, and Domingo Germain, who, of course, had the perfect game this year. They have fine starting pitching. They have a fine bullpen. But regardless of Aaron Judge, this lineup is going to need to produce with Judge in it or with Judge out it. And if they can't do that, which I haven't seen them do, 
their ceiling is the wild card as well. They're not going to advance in the playoffs if they can't hit the ball very well. My next team staying in division here is going to be the Boston Red Sox. The biggest issue I have with Boston is the lack of consistency. They can go on really hot streaks and look really good, and then they'll fall back into a really cold streak and look really bad. Their bats are pretty good, and they produce a lot of runs, which is what I like about this team a lot. I do also like some of these young pitchers like Brian Bello and James Paxton. They're showing promise, but this rotation is still pretty incomplete to me. I don't think they can win the AL East division. But the Red Sox, in a wild card game or a wild card series, are a team that would make me nervous to go up against. Because again, they do produce runs, and if their pitching is on, they can win some games in the playoffs, but I don't consider them a true playoff contender. Next up, we have the Seattle Mariners, and we're moving to the AL West division for this. The premise of their rotation with Luis Castillo, George Kirby, and Logan Gilbert leading the way is great. But notice how I said the premise of this rotation. I say premise because the reality is all three of these guys are pretty inconsistent. Their great starts are great, and they're very dominant when they're on, but no game is a guarantee with them. Even Luis Castillo, who I love and who headlines this rotation, as easily as he can throw a complete game shutout, he can give up four or five runs in the start. And when you get to the postseason, that's not going to cut it there. You need to know night in, night out, these guys are going to produce. And that's the same thing with George Kirby and Logan Gilbert. From a batting perspective, this team is very underwhelming. They don't have enough firepower to consistently produce. And same thing, when you get to the postseason, if they get to the postseason, that's going to be a big time issue. So this year... Seattle is going to be stuck in mediocrity, where they show promise but don't amount to much more than an attempt at the wild card. So if I had to predict right now, I don't think Seattle will make the wild card, but I do think they'll be in contention until the very final week of the season. And now my final team in the wild card contenders is going to be the Los Angeles Angels. Mike Trout is hurt. Shohei Otani is finding his name in trade rumors. The majority of this lineup isn't producing. The starting pitching is inconsistent. It's a new year, but the same story for the Los Angeles Angels. In the beginning of the season, it looked like the Angels were destined to be a playoff team, but things have quickly begun to unravel for this squad. Each day, it looks less and less likely that Otani will be back in an Angels uniform next year, and there's even now the chance that he gets traded at the trade deadline which is sad for the Angels franchise because they have so much talent with Otani and Trout. Really, when both are healthy, that's two of the top four players in the MLB. Otani is obviously the best player in baseball. Second, you could go Ronald Acuna. After that, Mike Trout's three or four, to be honest. So why the Angels can't figure it out is baffling. They need new ownership. They need new management. They need a lot of things. But at the end of the day, even with what they have, they should be able to win games. But like I said, the starting pitching is too inconsistent. The rest of the lineup's too inconsistent. Trout's out right now. Otani can't carry it all. So right now, I don't think the Angels have what it takes to make the postseason. I'm hoping they can stay in wildcard contention. And again, I don't think they're going to get into the playoffs. But if they can at least stay in contention and make things interesting for this franchise, that right now is my best case scenario for the Angels. Not to make the playoffs, but to be in contention to make the playoffs. So that rounds out my wild card contenders. And before we get to playoff contenders, we're going to head to a quick commercial break, so don't go anywhere. 
because we're coming back with some interesting playoff contenders. Free consultation, call 302-751-3274 or prnstaffers.com. Hi, I'm composer Dunn Pearson, and I want you to visit wbrfradio.com to make a donation. Your gift, no matter the amount, will help veterans reset fellowship. So join me by becoming a monthly subscriber at WBRFRadio.com. God bless America. You're listening to Dog's So as promised, we're now here with my playoff contenders. And this category is interesting. Again, playoff contenders are teams that I think are going to be a tough out in the postseason. But... They're not teams that I think have what it takes right now to win a World Series. I think they're maybe missing something that they could acquire at the trade deadline, or they're just too inconsistent for me to put them over the hump regardless of what they do this trade deadline. So the first team I'm going to start with, this may come off as an unpopular opinion here, but I think the Toronto Blue Jays are going to have a second half resurgence and be legitimate playoff contenders. While people in Discord know that the Blue Jays have burned us far too many times in my MLB game predictions. They have the talent to be something really, really special. Kevin Gossman, Jose Barrios, Chris Bassett, Alec Manoa, and Yusil Cuccio is a really strong five-man rotation, especially if Manoa returns to last season's form. He spent some time in the minor leagues because the beginning of the year was not what it was supposed to be for Alec Manoa. He was supposed to be the ace of this team. He really struggled. They sent him to the minors to fix his mechanics. If if he can finish out the second half of this season like the pitcher he's supposed to be, man, Toronto has a great starting five rotation right there at the pitcher position. You also have one of the top closers in the game in Jordan Romano, so... When your starter can go six, seven innings, and then you know you got Romano in the ninth, you're pretty money on the mound for Toronto. And then the bats. Let's look at the bats. Bobachet, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., and George Springer highlight a really talented lineup. If they can then find production from guys like Dalton Varsho and Matt Chapman, this team can make some serious noise in the playoffs. And again, my prediction is that the Blue Jays have a second-half resurgence and become a team that no one wants to take on in the postseason. If they can put everything together, I don't think they need big trade deadline moves or anything. They have the bats. They have the starting pitchers. They have the closer. Maybe another middle reliever kind of setup guy in the bullpen could be useful, but their bullpen's not bad. If they can just put everything together, they're legitimate World Series contenders. I just don't have enough faith that they'll put it together in the way that it's going to need to take to get to the World Series. Because again, I think they're going to have one of the best records in the second half of the season. But it's a stretch for me to say I think it'll be enough for them to win a World Series this year, even though they have the talent on their roster to do it. My next team is the Baltimore Orioles, one of the best stories of the year here. In the NL, I think it's the Cincinnati Reds. In the AL, it's the Baltimore Orioles. The Orioles' offense 
is one of the best in all of the majors. And while they lack a true ace on the mound, their starting rotation is pitched pretty solid and has gotten better and better over time. If you look at the stats of all these guys, their beginning of the year, first month of the season till now, every single start has consistently been better and better and they've gained confidence. That's both for the starting pitchers and this team in general. They just keep on getting better and reaching new highs. They've got one of the best bullpens in the MLB, which is huge, huge, huge for postseason success. There's not a lot of playoff contenders that have great bullpens. Baltimore is one of those exceptions. Their bullpen is money. You can trust them when you have to hand a game over to them. As I mentioned last week with teams like the Dodgers, when Kershaw goes six innings and you got to put the bullpen in, we all get worried. For the Orioles, when your starting pitcher goes six and you put in this bullpen, you're feeling really, really good about that. So in the playoffs, I have no doubt the Orioles' bullpen will take care of business and that the Orioles will hit the ball. My main concern lies in their starting rotation, which again, doesn't have a true ace, but has been very solid. So if the Orioles want out of my playoff contenders category and want to get into the World Series category, I would love to see them trade for a top-end starting pitcher at the trade deadline. Again, someone like Marcus Stroman, whose name has been floated around, is a great option for them. And honestly, if they got someone like him, that may be enough for me to bump them up into World Series contender category because I do think while this team is young, I think they are that good and they are ready for that as long as they can get a number one arm in that starting rotation. My next team in the category is going to be the Texas Rangers. I'm not yet ready to say the Rangers are World Series contenders. They have the talent to be that, but I'm not ready to get there with them. Going into the All-Star break, they had the sixth worst bullpen in the MLB, which is a big concern for me in the postseason. Complete opposite of the Orioles, the Rangers' bullpen lets them down far too often. Now, if we look at the Rangers' starting rotation, they have Nathan Avaldi, John Gray, Dane Dunning, Andrew Heaney, and Martin Perez. Outside of Avaldi, I have major question marks about all of these pitchers and their ability to deliver in the postseason. If you can't trust your starting pitching in the postseason, it's hard to trust the team. A healthy Jacob deGrom would have been huge for this team, but unfortunately, that's not the case. They signed into that contract expecting him to be the ace with Avaldi following up. Instead, Avaldi has to be that top guy, and John Gray was pitching very, very well in the beginning of the year, but he's starting to slide. Dane Dunning's been good, but do you fully trust him? Andrew Heaney's fallen off a lot, and so is Martin Perez. So without DeGrom there, you have really one guy that I fully trust in Nivaldi, and then a couple other guys that, hey, I don't know what I'm going to get from you. And, and when you get to the postseason, that's not good enough to have that uncertainty at starting pitcher. So this is a team with a lot of potential, but I just can't get myself to trust them. Their lineup is one of the deepest in the entire league. They had, I think, six starting position players in the All-Star game or something like that, which is almost unheard of. And they have the firepower there, but the Rangers find ways to disappear far too often for my liking. They've lost to teams that they should beat. They disappear for a couple weeks at a time before really bursting back onto the scene and just taking over games. And when you get to the postseason, that's not what I want to see. The Rangers' success is going to come down to whether they're hot or cold entering the postseason. Assuming they win their division or get in with a wild card spot, that's going to be their fate. If the Rangers are hot and hitting the ball well, they have the potential to go all the way. If they're on one of their cold spells, they're going to make for an easy out to a team that's more consistent. So those are my playoff contenders. And now 
if you've been really paying attention, you're going to know a couple teams that I've left off the list, and they are sitting here in my World Series contenders category. I'm going to start with the Tampa Bay Rays. I've had my ups and downs with the Rays this year. And initially, I was going to leave them in the playoff contender category and not put them in World Series contention. But when you look at this roster and the success it's had all year long, it's hard to think they're not World Series contenders. Now, I know this guy is hurt right now. And I'm talking about Shane McClanahan. But I think he is the best pitcher in all of the MLB. This year, we've seen aces have major slip-ups. And it's hard to trust any starting pitcher. Guys like Spencer Strider... Guys like Garrett Cole still have outings where they'll give up five runs. And you you know you can trust them, but you're also a little bit worried. Shane McClanahan, I have no worries every time he's on the mound. I think he's had one bad start this year, but he has been absolutely dominant in every other outing. So McClanahan, and again, he's going to be healthy for Hopefully he holds up. I know it's a back injury, but once he's off the IL, hopefully he holds up for the rest of the year. He should win Cy Young, and he's a guy that you trust in the postseason. Behind McClanahan, this is what I really like about this team, is Tyler Glass now, who's getting better and better with each start he's had since returning to the IL. Zach Eflin, who's been very reliable all year long. And of course, the Rays like to go with a lot of bullpen starts, which always seems to be pretty successful for them. So you have... McClanahan headlining your staff, but you also have other guys who I trust in the moment and I think are going to continue to get better and better as the season goes on. And the bats on this team are incredible. This is one of the deepest lineups in all of the MLB. Wander Franco, Randy Rosarina, Yandy Diaz, Isaac Paredes, Josh Lowe, Luke Riley, and Jose Siri all had hit 10 plus home runs heading into the all-star break. That's incredible to have that many people hitting 10-plus home runs before the All-Star break. And you also have other bats like Brandon Lowe, Harold Ramirez, and Taylor Walls who have been able to produce as well. So you really have one through nine in this lineup who can all get you a timely hit, who can all hit decently for power at the minimum, and can all produce in this offense, which isn't something you can say about a lot of teams in not just the American League, but in the MLB. So overall, I think this team is insanely complete and destined for a run at the World Series. The one thing I would love to see them do to push themselves over the top would be to trade for another starting pitcher to help solidify this rotation. I mentioned behind McClanahan, you have good arms. If you can add another guy in there, though, I'm going to just bring up his name again, Marcus Stroman. If you can put Stroman in this rotation, this team goes over the top. So if they can find a way to get their hands on another starting pitcher at the trade deadline, that is the move I would love to see the Rays make, and that's a move that I think would make them the clear favorite in the AL. Now, I've left one team off, and you may have figured it out by now, and you may be cringing at this, and I am too, but it is the reality. The Houston Astros are a World Series contender. All roads lead back to the Houston Astros. Appearing in a World Series in four of the past six years, the defending champs are gearing up to go back once again. The start of the season was rocky for Houston, but I never had worries about this team. They've got a tremendous bullpen. They have a good starting rotation. They had some injuries there, but you still have Framber Valdez, who's backed up by guys like Christian Javier and Hunter Brown. And then even through the cold stretches and the inconsistencies, their bats are always going to be a threat. I know for a fact when we get to the postseason, no one wants to pitch to Jose Altuve. No one wants to pitch 
to Alex Bregman, Kyle Tucker, Jordan Alvarez, Jose Abreu, or Jeremy Pena. Don't be surprised at all if Houston trades for another starting pitcher as well. And again, they had injuries there early in the year, which really did hurt them. There were guys we were very excited for who ended up Tommy John surgery going to be out to the you know middle of next year. But if they can get one more arm, which I think they will, I think they're going to be aggressive at the trade deadline to make this happen. We're looking at the Astros very likely going back to the World Series once again. So I'm confidently going to predict that this team will have one of the best records in the second half of the season, maybe the best in all of the MLB. And heading into the postseason, they're going to be the most feared team in the American League. They're battle-tested, and unfortunately for all of us Houston Astro haters out there, they're not going away anytime soon. And again, I think they're going to make a big trade deadline trade to get another starting pitcher there, and they're going to leave everyone else in the dust. So the Rays and the Astros are my two legitimate World Series contenders in the American League. Of course, there's a lot that can happen at the upcoming trade deadline. That's going to be an exciting time. We'll definitely be talking about that. Uh, once some trades go down, we'll be breaking those down. And we're going to see if any of my playoff contending teams can now elevate themselves into the World Series. So it's going to be a great second half of the MLB regular season. It's already started to be a great second half. I'm excited for the rest of it. And we're going to see how these predictions turn out. But I have a feeling that the Houston Astros are going to be very, very dangerous in a deep AL postseason run. So that concludes my two-part series of my MLB assessments from the first half of the regular season. Thanks for listening, everyone, and I'll see you back here next week. Thanks for listening to the Sean's Take podcast, and make sure to join Sean's Take on social media for more unique and exclusive content by following at Sean's Take on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok.